yes, everyone, and welcome to Servant Sonic, Episode 3, the podcast for people who enjoy music by people with a uh, marginal knowledge of music. My name is Jake. I'm joined by uh, Hunter the Brain Hamilton. What up, Hunter? Hello. (laughs) And Lee the Braun Bader. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because ever since I've been three, I've been wearing uh, size large shirts. <laughs> so there we have it. There's the yeah. reason we call him the brawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some say fighting I was a freak. The they fighting, called me a freak. He's, he's hiding yeah. that six pack under um, all those shirts, everyone. Yeah, that is yeah. listening. He's hiding a six pack under another six pack. Eight yeah. pack, six pack, Lee. What, what are you working on now? Yes. Yes to both. Okay. <laughs> Staying so in tip-top shape. That's why he's the bra. Yeah. yeah. That would make that would be fourteen if you put them together. So what's good, guys? Um, what what did you guys have for breakfast today? I um, had... I don't eat breakfast. It's not a meal that I usually partake in. I had a big um, spoonful of crunchy peanut butter. Oh, that's Ooh, something that I like lovely. to do now. You know? Still that's on a, that. On its own, that, like just snack that like, I do. Do you have milk to wash it down, or is it just by itself? Uh, nope, I hit that raw. Okay, Mush, raw. Uh, Just hitting it raw. Yeah. Going full peanut you couldn't have still. said that in a grosser way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bring no, I hit, that, I hit that full spoon of peanut butter, crunchy and raw. Um, <laughs> Jesus. That's my breakfast. What about you guys? I had a banana and a protein shake. That's all I much, did. Much wow, better. that's healthy. Yeah, yeah I had leftover pasta. For breakfast. Good. For breakfast. Yeah, yeah, it was the first meal that I had. So technically, was it like, well, I mean, it was it was like twelve thirty that I that I ate it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it like spaghetti or like uh, penne? What are, what are we talking it about? It was here? it was a penne. It was a penne with oh, a carrot penne. pesto sauce oh, made my by uh, my partner Hark. It was oh, delicious. Wow. Beautiful. Honestly, it sounds delicious. It does sound yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it really was, guys. Are, are you asking us this because of Pop Tart related things? Well, you know, I thought maybe that that was going to come up. I thought that was yeah. maybe going to pop well, at some point. Yeah. Um, well, because I don't okay. know where we've landed. Oh, you don't? You guys didn't see the final stats? Actually, no. What was it in the end? Big time stats. Big time stats. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. Okay, go, go ahead. That, yeah, yeah. What that do you think? I am in the right, and, and it what, popped. What that That's toasted. A hundred percent. You have to toast your pop tart, or else yeah. you're eating literally just cardboard so you're you're popping your tart and you think that that wins out is that correct yes okay and then hunter you were firmly on the side of no no popping necessary okay listen because you just have it out of the wrapper you know you sit down you watch your favorite show you watch lord of the rings i have my pop tart available i don't have to wait you know it's like eating cereal without milk but at the same time i do that too just because when my mom came to canada she um she didn't know you put milk in cereal honestly and so to this day i eat cereal dry you know i would go to people's sleepovers and they would be like hey do you want milk And i'm like no that's gross so i I only eat cereal dry so i am a Uh, weird person you want me to eat that cow's piss exactly yeah it's it's true milk is actually pretty gross like don't you think disgusting don't you think like back then someone was like, "Hey, you see those those things under the cow? We should yeah. try and see what's what's in there." Like, it's no, it's the common yeah. the common story gross. of like who the fuck did that? You know, exactly. I mean? 
Or like, uh, yeah. or another one is like um, oysters. It's like let's crack this rock open and eat the snot out of it. Why not? <laughs> I mean, oysters. I actually kind of get a little bit more because um, it's it's sort of like this thing that you forage. Yes. You know, it's well, not like fact. you're like assaulting a mammal. Yeah. <laughs> to get at it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It kind of well. It looks like it's able to be opened. I guess right. So it's like, hey, why not? Yeah. It's tantalizing. Yeah. It's like it's the pistachio of anybody. the sea. You, you know? know, oh, that's a, that's, a, that's a really good <laughs> way. The way that about shell it. is just sort of a jar. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Very pistachio. With a promise, a secret. Yeah, it's like ooh, I bet whatever. Like, oh, in what's there. in there? Test it. It's either tasty or there's like a, a treasure of some sort. And yeah, it turns pearls. out there's both. Yeah. yeah tasty treasure. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Little horseradish well, on there. So I can oh, give you. Yes. I can give you some good news then, Jake. 60% of the people that we had take our poll on Instagram said, you got to pop that fucking tart. So oh, there you go. Damn it. Oh, yeah. You can, well, well you people are weird. It's incredible. People, it's incredible. you are weird, but you know what? Okay, fine. Whatever. Honestly, okay, for me anyways, 60 to 40% is still a, a pretty slim margin there. Like, I think there's... Oh, 40%. Wow, 40%. Is, oh, damn. This is a divisive question. In my opinion. Well, so, I don't know. 60 to 40, how many people actually voted? Uh, I don't know. I just <laughs> like remember. Six and I four? The, if so, then we're then even more so. <laughs> Two and uh, four, <laughs> four people. If you're telling me that just someone abs- like accidentally slipped their finger and that's the difference, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, great. Well, that's, you know, I'm glad that uh, we've come to a conclusion as to how the, <laughs> the majority of people feel about the majority of our listeners feel about um, pop tarts right um i'm really excited today guys because i've got an album um that i want to talk a little bit about for this episode um this is one that it's not necessarily the the brand newest brand spanking newest album on my uh, uh list but it's one that i think I just like want to be able to talk about. It. I think this is an artist that deserves every little bit of spotlight that anybody can can provide, because um, I think they're one of the most interesting people, interesting musicians, kind of working right now, um, and have created some of the coolest music that I've heard in uh, the recent past and present. Um, the artist is, uh, as you guys know, Serpent with Feet, um, and the album uh, that was released just a, about a mo- two months ago um, is called Deacon, and this first track is called Same Size Shoe. Let's give it a listen. Truth come from skinny lips Never seen fighters with lazy fists Won't kiss your son of his heart and dick Can't love no man till I measure his feet How many steps he take to cross the street It ain't no day if he walk behind me Tell you that news, oh 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 o
was a late, can I come to yours? Let me play my favorite champ, do you know the chorus? I'm always gonna be from Baltimore My auntie's right, don't fuck them in If your shoes are two times the size of your hand Now that I'm grown, I understand Same size shoe by Serpent with Feet. Oh, me. <laughs> Should we yeah, take we it can. again? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Move on. Boom. <laughs> that was same size shoe hey. by Serpent with Feet. There you go. Um, what a track. Yo, Serpent with Feet, uh, aka Josiah Wise, born in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, born and raised. Uh, grew up in a very uh, churchy Christian environment. His mom was the leader of the church choir. His dad owned a Christian bookstore. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, my, 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 my sister's partner talks about sometimes you hear artists who, if you had a voice like that, you would just sing everything. Like rather mm-hmm. than talking, you would just sing it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's 100% like Serpent with Feet. I would sing everything if I could sing like that, you know? Yeah. Like, totally. Those runs. Definitely. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this album is uh, the second full length. It's called Deacon. Um, I read a really interesting interview where he talked about a lot of the inspiration uh, for sort of the overall vibe of, of the record was uh, kind of... Thinking about the role that a deacon plays in a church as sort of a, a, a 
person that provides calm and reassurance and guidance to members of the congregation mm-hmm. um, who are struggling, going through things, you know, mm. whatever age of, of person, you know, whether it's a kid who's struggling with their homework or a person who's struggling with, you know, their family life, the deacon's kind of always there to provide like a guiding sort of voice. Mm. Um, and that's sort of what he tried to capture, like, how do you turn that into music? Um, and I think that's just a, like a really cool thing and not something that you see a lot of is, is people drawing or talking at least about drawing inspiration directly from like, especially the Christian church these days as much, like it's kind of fallen out of fashion and that's something the serpent with feet doesn't shy away from is doing something that isn't necessarily obvious or isn't necessarily something that uh, is going to be easily understood. Like pop- that makes a popular sense. decision these days. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I, I can. Yeah. Can yeah. I, go. I just have one thing to ask about it or I guess. Yeah. So I was like, I did like very minimal research on, serpent with feet before because i obviously wanted to like hear about you had to say and hear the songs and how you're presenting them and stuff but um i when i found out he was from baltimore and that the saw or that the album was called deacon i was like hmm i wonder what other famous baltimore musicians um might have influenced uh serpent with feet and when you google baltimore musicians one of the first names that come up is dan deacon (laughs) <laughs> and no i was like fucking way what so i went down like a very serious rabbit hole of being like okay is this album named after dan deacon and then i found the interview literally where you're talking about <laughs> right, like, right right he's like no and i was like oh i could have saved myself 20 solid minutes uh then finding <laughs> out that dan deacon of future islands is not this album is not oh, dedicated okay. to him <laughs> Well, apparently he has a, a tattoo, so. Deacon tattooed on his neck. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's either a very serious Dan Deacon fan. Yeah, yeah. The only something very serious wow. Dan Deacon fan from, from my understanding. <laughs> right, yeah. right. But yeah, anyways. Yeah. I actually had a, um, sorry, a question for you. Uh, I guess for both of you, really. Um, I, I really liked uh, listening to this album. I thought, you know, I was actually, uh, I you know, a lot of songs stick out to me, like Hyacinth and uh, Jake, the song next that you're going to play. I won't spoil it here. But I was, um, I saw some, a uh, couple of reviews, and one person uh, thought that the instrumentation um was holding him back, and that's why he didn't really like it compared to his first record. I think it's called Soils, I think, or Soil. Right. Um, yeah. And I I guess I wanted to ask, I guess, both of you, um, uh, of what the thought uh, of, I guess, the production, does it make or break in terms of an album? Because I think the production is very good on this project. I think it's very intimate and soft. Um, Do you Mm -hmm, think, mm -hmm. does that matter to you, uh, to you both when you're listening to uh, just records in general, um, as appeared, do you like the harsher sound or what's your uh, take on production and stuff like that? Um, I think for, for, for pertaining to just like this specific album, this was a really conscious choice from everything that I've read from all the interviews and, and, and whatnot. This was a conscious choice by Serpent with Feet to take a direction that was a lot sort of softer, mm-hmm. um, a lot less, uh, maybe urgent or, um, 
like raw uh, because a lot of his earlier work was there's sort of like it's like heavy with emotion like like mm-hmm. a lot of sort of anguish and pain like, like it's, the album it's, before this for sure like yeah 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 I can't remember what it's called at this point but I remember listening to that we were in Vancouver at that time 2019 I think yeah yeah something like that 2018 2019 probably soil yeah um but but yeah for sure somber as hell (laughs) yeah and like kind of everything that i've heard from him up until this album was that vibe um and uh i guess it has a lot to do with sort of being at an age where life was pretty tumultuous like you know struggling with romantic relationships and also just feeling like Mm -hmm every day is kind of a struggle like i remember feeling that way in mm-hmm. my kind of for the entire decade of my 20s i so um, so desperately wish that when i was feeling like that i wasn't listening to billy talent and it was instead listening to this <laughs> that would have been nice well, you were yeah. in the river below dude yeah mm-hmm. yeah and you had to get out i should have been a serpent with feet instead i <laughs> Okay, just to go kind of go back with what you're saying there, Hunter. Though for me, production yeah, is like, it. like number one, like on any okay. album is like the thing that I right. recognize first, at least. Um, I think it actually takes me a while to get into like the message or like lyrics and stuff like that. And like if there's like really bad production, it almost makes it like next to impossible for me to do that. Um, sure. Like I have to really try hard. Um. But like something that I would be interested in hearing more from Jay, because obviously you're kind of the expert on this one. Like, do you think these two things work together on this album? Like, do you think obviously he's like a very good poet? I know from his the stuff that I've listened to him before. Um, do you think like the production like is serves the the yeah at a level yeah. where it complements each other like better than he has before? Um, I think that the the risk of creating an album like this is that it all kind of uh, might start to um, kind of bleed together. Like, you know, the album might just stay sort of at one level, right. uh, which, uh, you know, after after a few listens, I did feel that sort of in the middle of the record, it, there were moments where I was kind of like, I didn't feel that there were like standout tracks as much as some of the previous work where everything is so different. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's like challenging every single time you listen to it. I found this Um, production to be like very like a much lower bar for or barrier for entry here. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah, Like I could show this to probably a, like a handful of people and be fairly confident that they'd be like, yeah, this is great. I don't know if I could have said that about his past work. Do you well, can I, mean? I speak yeah. on that? Can I speak on that? Cause I came in as a new listener right? and um, I have to say like, I really enjoyed it cause I felt um, even with that, that track that you played same size shoe, uh, I felt that, you know, it was kind of like a dreamlike atmosphere and like the soft instrumentation uh, and I felt like it was very intimate because, you know, it touches upon themes of falling in love and that. So I thought it was done on purpose. But then again, this is my first experience with this artist. So those mm. are just my uh, initial. Th- yeah. So what Lee was saying there, if introducing would you, so maybe what, like, let me ask you both. Would this be the record that you would introduce to new people or would you maybe say, hey, check out the earlier work and go from there? Um. 
I think well, I, I when I first heard Serpent with Feet, it was the the track was Four Ethers. Okay. Um, off of I think it's off of Soil, but that's a that's a song where he samples like a like nineteenth century French romantic composer. Yeah, like Whoa. that's like that that was his like uh, like people were calling him like the the like new age baroque pop artist yeah. or whatever because oh, wow. of yeah. that album. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very very experimental, very like avant garde. It oh, was something shit. that I I never I couldn't really compare it to that much, right? You know, it was so different, yeah. and this is something that is a, a lot more like Lee said, a lot more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think if I was to recommend a track, it would probably be something from his earlier stuff and go from there. Yeah. Um, it definitely but, like soil is like I, I was just checking to be like okay like when was that and it was 2018 so like soil came out like at the same time as like 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 the same year maybe the year before like Astro World for instance or like do you mm-hmm. know what I mean like it's just, it was in terms of like the music that's popular and like getting airplay at that time it was like weird right like especially for like a quasi like R&B type artist. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Um So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm hyping up the barrier to entry of soil a little bit more than is it actually is, but I remember thinking like I don't know if I've heard a genre like this before and, and then that's like kind of what turned turned me on to like what baroque pop of right now sounds like. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I'm not sure what your experience is though, Jake, if or if you would say that too, but yeah, no, I, re- I remember, like, kind of hearing hearing Soil and running around to a bunch of people being like, you need to listen to this. This is, like, yeah. f- fucking masterful. Yeah. And people being yeah. like, put on Drake. <laughs> and me being like, I'm moving away from this city. I hate all these people. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of kidding. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Whereas this album, like totally like what what uh, Lee was saying, um, is you could put it on and people get it right away. Yeah, more accessible. And they're like, oh, this right, is like a right, good right. like like R&B sort of like soul track. Like that's the most mm-hmm. up-tempo Serpent With Feet song I've heard. Is Yeah, it's, yeah. Same size shoe. The one just yeah. now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely up there for sure. I would say, I would say. One of them. Um, but yeah, I like if you want to know more about this artist, just go and watch a live performance on YouTube. Okay. And it is it's stunning. Like his vocal control is like it's like porn. Like it's like you can't <laughs> you just it's so good. It's so fucking good. That's what Do you, you have porn? <laughs> well, no, but I mean I mean like it, like uh, like like ear porn. I should have said. I don't mean like that's not what I think of porn. Um, it's so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> do you have? That's um, not really video? what I meant. Uh, uh, do you have a part? Do you have a particular video that you'd recommend, or kind of just whatever? Yeah, he does a uh, a takeaway show. You guys know Blogotech? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yep. have some really cool stuff. He does a takeaway show there um, that is great. Um, it's uh, the song. What song is it? Uh, Bless your heart. That's the track. 
That's um, off of uh, soil too. Off of soil. Yeah. And it's just him and a piano, and um, he just that does these sick. runs, and it's it's an amazing song. And I remember yeah. listening to that album, and then I I got tickets to see Grizzly Bear. And realized that Serpent with Feet was opening, and I was like, oh. "Shit, I have to actually get there oh, on time." That, that's the Man. best. That is the absolute yeah. best. Like surprise yeah. opening act that you didn't know you were buying a ticket for, and you're like, "Oh, amazing!" Yeah, I was so, like, "I'm almost like more excited." Yeah, 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 totally. Because um, right, I'd right. seen Grizzly Bear before. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it did not disappoint at all. Like the the versions of the songs that he played, like it was not what was on the record, like. It was a lot of ad libs, a lot of like mm. slight variations in melody and mm, like mm. throwing in some like hilarity within the, some of these tracks that are like, especially up blisters, like very kind of hefty in terms of emotional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Better than Grizzly Bear? Oh. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, how answer. do you compare? It's like two, it's yeah. two yeah. Yeah. D- yeah. different things. Very, um, like, very diplomatic response from you there, Jake. Well, I, I, I think it's true because, like, he rolled up on stage with, like, I think it was, like, a Moog and, like, maybe even an iPod with some backing tracks. That's and amazing. there was, like, a Barbie stuck to the top of his synth. Fuck yeah. Oh, whoa. And then he just, just grabbed just the mic and, like, the bottom went. of it. Melted the bottom and just... <laughs> I think, on, honestly, that's, like, what was yeah. going on. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It was sick. so awesome. It was so great. And then Grizzly Bear was also so great, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, he's just like, this is just an artist that I think is like needs like so much praise, so much acclaim. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just incredible what he does. Um, yeah. yeah. I was I was pretty blown away by this second album in terms of how it differs from the first, really. Um, like, because I, I thought I had him pegged a little bit. You, mm. you know what I mean? Like, because I heard mm-hmm. Soil and I was like, cool, I'll listen to this when I'm sad. And this album, I like listened to it. I don't know when. When did you send it in the group? Like three, four days ago. And I was like, oh, I can sort of just like rock out to this a little bit. Um, right. And like that was cool. But I 100% agree with you. There's a section in the middle of the album where I kind of glaze over, um, mm, or it just yeah. sort of feels yeah. one one toned a bit. Um, yeah. And I didn't feel like that in the first album. I did. I did. I was kind of like whether it was like the samples that he used or just the songwriting in the first album maybe stood out a little bit brighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find that this album was maybe a little bit more, yeah, more accessible for maybe other listeners and other vibes. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I think I think you know it's it's part of what he talks about in some of the interviews about the the kind of emotional journey that he's been through going from you know being in a place of everything sort of always in flux mm. to moving from Brooklyn to LA where Oh, he's in LA now? I didn't know that. He's in LA now and and sure. I guess um is just kind of able to enjoy time more enjoy life more has mm-hmm. done work with um some other artists that i think getting validation from people that are big in the industry probably has something to do with like helping achieve a sense of kind of calm with his craft 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like he talks a lot about working with Ty Dolla Sign. Oh. And all the right. encouragement. Um, nice. And there's a track that he's featured on. I think there's like some vocal runs and and and, and whatnot, but also maybe a production credit with the uh, the track Ego Death with Ty Dolla Sign. No and way. Kanye. Yeah. He's on Ego Death. I didn't know. He's that. on Ego Death. Yeah. You can that hear song, him if you if you listen to it back. You'll be like, oh, there he is. That song slaps. Yeah, it's wild. It's a crazy. I song. think okay. definitely someone with a voice. What you? I think you hit the nail on the head. At least uh, I agree with you, Jake. In terms of probably can sing anything and make it sound absolutely gorgeous. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah totally. So I just um, I I mean I hope to hear more. You know. For sure. Well, you're about to. Yes. Before, before though, <laughs> what I. You were just saying like some of the people that he's worked with like might have you know brought a sense of like validation and stuff. Um, are, are there any like major production credits on this album that kind of stand out, or is is he responsible well, the, for most of it? Yeah, I think a lot of it is him. And then um, there is uh, the next song actually that we're listening to. Um, Samfa has a production credit on oh, there. Oh, cool, nice. Um, a lot of similarities and- between those two, I think. Sampha and Serpent with Feet in terms of like, I don't know, just like some yeah. of the alt R&B stuff for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. yeah alt R&B. It's kind of like stripped down, deconstructed gospel yeah. type. Minimal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, almost ranging into ambient. Yeah. Soul-fi, for sure. kind of soulful, kind of. Yeah. 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 And then just, you know, being able to tour with Grizzly Bear, um, Right. Working with apparently worked with Bjork on 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 some tracks. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kalela was another artist. Oh, um, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, but sick. Yeah, so just getting a lot of like sort of, I think well deserved recognition for making beautiful fucking art. Totally has yeah, helped yeah. to to steer his work in a direction that is a little bit more laid back, a little bit more like joyful and sure like playful um sure. and uh yeah grateful um so yeah i'm just a big fan of this record for that exact reason that like you know where he can take music and how far mm-hmm. he can go with 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 certain sounds right. and then to put out something that is like very chill um very like fun to listen to but not something that like sort of like what we've said in past episodes like not something that you have to like necessarily think super hard about every time you listen yeah. to it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is is cool to see like it's nice yeah um and yeah so i don't know are you guys ready do you want to hear the next yeah track? absolutely absolutely love yeah, this so, yeah so this is one of the final if not i think the final song on the record it's called fellowship by serpent with feet Crafty looks when there's nothing to wear Maybe 
it's the blessing of my thirties. I'm spending less time worrying and more time. We counted the love, more time. We counted the love. instrumentation on that man yeah that percussion oh, just so I good love that like and tasteful. then like after like all yeah. like talking about love and stuff which is beautiful then like he you know he's talking about friends and like what he appreciates about them i don't know i love that i love the ending of that album like it's bookended with like the very like positive and uplifting i thought it's good yeah absolutely like oh my god when you're talking about like the uh pure pureness of his voice like mm. that that song maybe maybe shows it better than than uh you could put into words a little bit you know yeah it's it's yeah. just like beautiful <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it really is um yeah. yeah definitely if i if i was to uh rate this album yes which um it, i mean it wouldn't be as good as grizzly bear but <laughs> <laughs> i mean depending on the album yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, but then again, it was never course. put anything out that's not amazing. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yellow House still though, like still Yellow House. 
But of, of course, of course. Oh, no, bro, yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would rate it a solid, like, 8. 8 out of 10. Um, 8 out of 10. Uh, 8 out of 10, maybe uh, nose rings. Okay. Um, nose rings. Wow. That's a lot of nose rings. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's a big nose. Hell well, it's a big nose ring. For each side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, it's one ring. Okay, I was gonna say, is it four on each side of nostrils? But no, it's one it ring is... made of ten individual rings. Right. Well, in this case, eight. That's pretty right. cool. I like one, it out of a potential one ring ten. for every uh, for every Grizzly Bear album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish though. I wish they had that many albums. Yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Don't we all? Yeah, yeah, well, that was great, definitely. man. I, I loved that. Um, it was... Uh, the, th- the thing is, too, is there are... And I know we kind of said, like, there there are maybe... Uh, there's a moment in the album where it kind of maybe washes together a bit and you sort of lose the, the, the plot a tiny bit. But I have mm. to say there are a, a number of other tracks on this record that stand out as well um, and as um, beautifully as the two that we've played. And I thoroughly encourage people to give this album of solid listen start to finish because it's it's yeah. beautiful it's gorgeous yeah 100 what 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 of those recommendations would you say you would we would want listeners to listen to or just the full album in general i think the full album because yeah give it a yeah. you know yeah. who knows I, I was Why like I was, I was talking to somebody and they were like my favorite track is this and i didn't expect it right and um you know different strokes for different folks y'all yep so, yeah. So there you have it. Um, I love check Serpent it out, fam. So much. Serpent check it out, Deacon. Exactly. There you go. Um, and so, guys, I think it's time now. What is the time for? It's time for our ad read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, I don't have the the ad. I don't have the script. Oh, you want it? I can take it for you if you want. Yeah. Let's go. Okay, one sec. I have to pull it up now. That's cool. We can cut this out, right? Uh, no, no. We'll keep it. We'll oh, keep man. this part where you're just <laughs> searching through your phone. Yeah. No, no. Trust me. This is good. This is gold. Okay. So, the next company, Koa. Spelled K-O-A is the only skincare brand guaranteed to get your complexion glowing as if you weren't just inside. All last year, dodging coronavirus it's guaranteed to fill your dms with people wondering how your skin got oh so smooth i can honestly say i've been using it for a month in my dms what are they jake they're (laughs) full of no they're slammed they're They're slammed they're slammed they're slammed yep line line slammed (laughs) slammed is the line well i know i know hunters are slammed i (laughs) <laughs> right. You didn't know if all the DMs were slammed or if that's just pertaining to Hunter's yeah, DMs specifically. Because I slammed Hunter's yeah. DMs. I haven't oh, really DM'd absolutely. you in a minute. All slammed the time. that DM. Yeah. My DM was maybe just like uh, soft. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like crunchy peanut butter. Slammed full of people who want to know my <laughs> secret. 
Koa <laughs> is formulated and manufactured right here in Toronto, Ontario, using premium plant premium premium plant-based <laughs> and natural ingredients. You just can't get this type of quality at these price points anymore, people. Plus, they have a variety of products that are suitable for people of all skin types. That's good. Go check them out at www.coa. Sorry, that's not it. At www.shopcoa. .ca or follow them on social media at shopcoa.ca. We want to thank Koa for supporting the podcast. Thank you, Koa. Thanks, Koa. Thank you, Koa. Thanks, Koa. Awesome, guys. Okay, well, you know what time it is. It's what time for a spicy staple. We need a spicy staple song. We don't do. we don't we have one? No, we no, don't. No, we that's combat, combat rock. rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we don't have a spicy stable song. But maybe I could just do that every time. And you, yeah, guys do it can... again. <laughs> Something like that. Why not? Yeah, that's great. That's Keep perfect. It. Yeah. Um, so this this is the segment where uh, we pull an album from the archives that we feel is important. Um, to us and important for you, the listener, to listen to, to kind of understand where we're coming from, maybe like musically, um, albums that have really influenced our taste. And uh, this week, um, Lee is on deck with a very sick, spicy staple for all of us. Take it away. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I had a, a lot of options for my spicy staple this week. Um, I was kind of looking at like what albums came out this week or like, you know, in the last week that had like a significant anniversary that I could focus on. So cool. I'll, I'll kind of take you through my decision making process and why I chose this, because um, I think it'll make sense. Um, so turning 10 years old today, actually, May 31st, My Morning Jacket's Circuital one of their better oh, albums. Oh. So I was like, oh, there's a good option. Okay, 10 years old, 10 years old, yes. Um, then there was a 20-year-old anniversary on May 28th. That was for Fortet, famous electronica ambient musician, um, released Pause 20 years ago, May 28th. And I was wow. like, oh, okay. Wow, interesting, interesting. Um, and then there was another that came across my desk Jamie XX released In Color six years ago, May 29th. I was like, okay. We're Time heating flies. Up. We're Getting up to three up. options now. Yeah. yeah, we're heating up. And then I found it. I found what it was. Today, turned two years old. Do you know what it is? Spice World. Nope. 10 by Susan Boyle. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we're taking it all the way back to season 16 American Idol. Let's go, baby. Wait, was she on American Idol or was she on? I have no on... idea. I, I thought it was no America's idea. Got Talent. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was UK's Got Talent. You you guys are probably right. I have no idea. I should have done more homework for that joke. I had no idea why she was famous, how she got famous. I just know the name Susan Boyle and that it's synonymous with like hilarious music or hilarious covers. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that she is um, a songbird for our generation. Right. And oh, most definitely. Between her and Serpent with Feet, go. 
<laughs> well, uh, well, you have to factor Grizzly Bear in somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the best well, tour ever. It's probably Grizzly Bear in there, and then, uh, uh, but no. Okay, the actual spicy staple that I chose, guys, is um, Commons B. Uh, came out May twenty fourth, two thousand and five. Um, so I guess that would make this its sixteenth birthday this past week. Um, definitely one of my favorite albums uh of, of hip-hop for sure but definitely one of my favorite albums uh from like my childhood and like growing up listening to kind of rap and like rap of like the era that i really started like getting introduced to a lot of a lot of hip-hop so um definitely an album that's uh super um close to me and, and some of like my memories back then uh but Surprise, surprise. It took three episodes before Lee brought an album to the table that was primarily produced by Kanye West. So <laughs> that's all it took. Three episodes. Couldn't hold it back. It was uh, it was seeping out of me. But um, yeah, I guess like there's a few things I want to talk about this album. Um, the first thing is we'll talk about the production. I was kind of already saying with Serpent With Feet. Uh, production is really the thing that like sells me on an album first. Um, the other stuff can really like make me enjoy it more, but production is like kind of my, my entry every single time. And this album is like truly beautiful production. Um, I would say up until like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, it probably had some of Kanye's best production on it, uh, in terms of showing his diversity. Um, maybe not like his most like, developed or like his most like fully formed ideas in production. I think that still exists on things like late registration or graduation. But I do think just like in terms of just like pure, like, like hip hop producers sitting down in front of an MPC chopping up a bunch of samples and like kind of like finding matching samples to go with it that are in the same key and like messing around with it. Like we're talking like premium, like old school Kanye production here. Um, Pretty much the entire thing is produced by Kanye, other than two songs. Those two songs are produced by Jay Dilla. So, like, if you're going to have an absolutely elite, like, production team on a hip-hop record that came out in 2005, I don't know if you can do much better than having Kanye and Jay Dilla as the two people that are in charge of the beats for your your records. So, some pretty great stuff. Um, obviously, Common himself uh, at this point was a really well-established rapper, um, really kind of gained notoriety throughout the 1990s for his lyricism and his kind of like conscious hip-hop, uh, his ability to really connect with uh, people that represented some of the poorest communities in America. He's from Chicago, and uh, I think he's a poet, really, um, first, and he just happens to be able to rap. <laughs> it's kind of like the way right, I describe right, Common right. in a nutshell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes his music can like be really dry, I think, or can be like again kind of like hard to listen to because there's not like a dedication to maybe like the sound of like a, a song or like the form of a song. So when he's partnered up with producers that like pretty much specialize in that. Um, he really shines and he just has like a platform that, that really makes him just sound his best. Um, so for me, this is the cream of the crop when it comes to common. Um, this is the high watermark of his discography. Um, it had some really good critical reception, uh, overwhelmingly positive reviews. 
Um, it was nominated at the Grammys for a hip hop album of the year in 2006, uh, but it lost the Grammy. Who did it lose to? Kanye West, late registration oh, in 2006. Wow. That's got to hurt. Damn. It's also wild that Kanye was essentially competing against himself um, yeah. for yeah. hip hop <laughs> album of the year. Not the first time Kanye's done that, which we'll get into in a second. But um, it was kind of seen like as a as a comeback album for Common after the flop of his previously released album uh, in 2002 called Electric Circus. <clears throat> in hindsight, uh, Electric Circus was actually a really great album and it aged extremely well. Um, but it wasn't as polished or as focused. So when it first came out, a lot of critics and newspapers kind of shat on it and we're like oh like commons like lost an, an edge here but if you go back and you listen and you listen to electric circus now it's kind of like wow like he got a stable of like really interesting features on this and like i think it, it really actually does have shining moments and it would probably be my second maybe third favorite common album actually even oh, though really? at okay. the time of it coming out it was really not received like that at all yeah. um but this album is very different because it is very focused it's 11 songs that are very tight two producers like it really has a vision um so it was kind of seen as a comeback from that uh, metacritic gave the album an overall score of 83 out of 100 which is actually Common's second highest score out of any album he's released on metacritic uh and metacritic it also has a user score um which is out of 10 and it got an 8.7 out of 10 on metacritic from the users which is the highest for any album that Common's put out so between those two together, it's, it's kind of the best that Commons put out from a user perspective and very high on the list of, of critics. Right. Um, the Associated Press also named it the seventh best album of 2005. Um, and Billboard actually named it the fifth. So, like, the, do, like you have, what do you have the number ones? Do you have the number ones for that year? No, I don't. I don't. But I know, okay, yeah. like, if we consider late registration was also released <laughs> that year, like, Probably that was in the top five and seven as well. Um, not sure if it was number one, but something to consider. And uh, I, more what I'm trying to paint the picture of here is like, this is a lot of sources now that are basically putting this as, as a really top tier album for the time. Right, right. Like everything from Billboard, which is like, you know, how popular can you be to Associated Press, which is uh, a wild amount of resources to Metacritic, which literally takes all the resources possible and, and, puts them together into one big score um so i'm basically saying that this album is you know considered by many to be like a major success of the early 2000s in hip-hop um, well lee can i uh can i ask a quick question for you sure yeah i was wondering because i saw one critic i was doing a little research yeah and it said that many believe this to be his safest album. What do you think yes. that means and maybe why? I'm just curious as that because I really liked it. Go ahead. So I was just about to get into that. So you're absolutely right. Um, although many people thought that this album was incredibly successful on many different fronts, they also thought, as you're saying, that it was Common's safest, which uh, there's a quick like article on Wikipedia that it's linked to if you if you look it up there. But basically... It's talking about how Common has stripped down some of the talking points specifically um, in terms of what makes the album safe. And that's what we'll kind of get into with the content or the subject matter of the album in a second, which I'll talk about. Um, but Common, I, I'm going to butcher the name of this album, but 
Common once released an album in the 1990s uh, called Can I Borrow a Dollar or Can I Have a Dollar? I can't remember what it is now, um, which is literally just talking about like the hardships of, of black Americans uh, in the United States. And right. it wasn't. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's Can I Borrow a Dollar? That was his first album in 92. And it's essentially just talking about the hardships of, of black Americans and black Americans in the United States. And it's a tough listen if you listen to the lyrics of that. And it is very like wordy and very conscious hip hop. Um, and I think even like, you know, maybe now people, when you think about hip hop, like you don't think of it necessarily because you're like, oh, like I really like love what this artist is saying. I think a lot of people are listening to it for beats and things like that. And that doesn't mean that's right. <laughs> I just think that's what gets popular. Um, so I think that's kind of where people were coming from with it being the safest, if that makes sense. Um, just mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a little right. bit more approachable for people. More melodic. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like kind of less. Yeah. Less focused on, you know, like hardcore social issues perhaps well it's like what we were it's like what i was saying at the beginning like at to me common is a poet first he's yes. looking to like well m- you know he's an commentary. actor first <laughs> yeah right 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 sorry sorry sorry, sorry. he's an actor first <laughs> erica badu's ex second yeah poet third there we go there we go yeah 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 go. no but I, I really think of him in that way like i don't think of him as like a oh like whenever common gets on the mic like i'm gonna hear like a crazy flow and i'm gonna get like super into it like start bobbing my head all that shit right like right. i don't i don't think of him like that i really think of him as like when he's on like i feel like he pronounces his words super well i can like really understand what he's saying and there's yeah. a message to almost every verse I'm, I'm listening to him by or i'm listening by him um so listening to by him bang so you got, I, it, you got it. So I think that's probably where that's coming from in terms of it being the safest. It's like, okay. hmm. it's like the easiest to access and you're going to have like so many like grooves throughout this album, which you didn't really have in a lot of commons work beforehand. Um, oh, wow. So the last thing I'll say is it's also was included in the book. 1001 albums. You must hear before you die. So Sick. now because you're going to hear a song soon, you only have a thousand albums to listen to. <laughs> that much closer to death, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, you go. why not? Yeah. <clears throat> so talking a little bit about the samples used, some beautiful samples. I mean, Kanye and, and, Diller are, and Dilla are both known for their incredible work with samples. Um, Marvin Gaye's God is Love, Honeycomb's Innocent Till Proven Guilty, Linda Lewis's Old Smokey, all incredible songs, all should be listened to separately in their own time as well like they're incredible uh, but just the chops of these samples are great um, and the featured artists are, are wild as well we got kanye on four songs john legend john mayer kareem riggins and the last poets um john legend john mayer kanye and kareem riggins like all legends in their own right but like in the early 2000s my god if you had those guys all on your album all at once crazy um but the last poets Probably the most interesting one. <clears throat> so is, 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 is John Legend from Chicago? Uh, I don't know. Is he? I feel, I feel like he has Chicago energy because he's always on Kanye songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. say. And he was also, um, what was that, Dave Chappelle's Block Party? Yeah. Wasn't that in Chicago? Oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. And that yeah, was okay. Kanye, Common, John what Legend. Is, all right. John Kanye Legend. West was there, wasn't he? Yeah. Google. He's from Ohio. 
He's from Ohio, Springfield, Ohio. Springfield, Ohio. Oh no, that makes sense. Yeah, that that makes sense. Well, just goes to show not everyone's from Chicago, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I mean, those those features are wilds uh, for that time, and I mean now too, but for that time especially. Um, but the Last Poets one is the one that's super interesting to me. So I did a little bit of research on the Last Poets, and if you didn't know who the Last Poets were, they're, they gained uh, widespread recognition in the late 1960s for their uh, outspoken work during the civil rights movement in support of black nationalism. So they're a group of poets, uh, black poets, who um, were really heralded like for the, the push of, of human rights and black rights um, in, the, in the 1960s. Uh, they named themselves the last poets because of, and I'm really hoping I don't butcher this name. I'm going to try really hard. I, I practiced before the show. So here we go. Kura Petse Hosetsile, who is a South Oof. African poet. Whoa. Yeah, who is a South African poet. His pen name, which I definitely have correct is Bra Willie. Um, He's the late South African poet and the inspiration of the last poets. And the name comes from Willie's belief that he would be one of the last era of poets, be within one of the last era of poets before guns took over the world. Heavy. Wow. Um, and Willie is also the father of a wildly talented and revolutionary rapper who is currently rapping to this day, breakthrough stuff that he's doing. That rapper is Earl Sweatshirt. No. Whoa. Yeah. So when wow. Earl talks about his poet father, that's who he's talking about, um, which is, is really, wild. really cool. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun to find out. Um, so there's a song that has the, uh, an excerpt of um, the last poets kind of doing doing one of the their um, their poems over the song. And we'll actually be playing that song later that. Even just right there, you can like see the history of that, what the significance of that sample, of what the significance of that feature is, uh, and how it still is a major influence on hip hop right now. Um, and it just kind of talks on like how important this album was, I think, for for hip hop and for music in general. That it's just got that kind of history attached to it, which is I think just so cool. Um, yeah. And I nerded out over hard. When I when I found that out, <laughs> um, which kind of like brings us to, I guess, what, what the genre is. And it's tough to peg. Like, obviously, it's easy to say hip hop. That's what the Grammys did. They said this is a hip hop album. It's in the hip hop album category. But I think there's a lot of neo soul inspiration, which, you know, like kind of became famous from like the D'Angelo, Erica Badu, Maxwell days. Um, there's definitely some jazz rap in it, which is like Diggable Planets, mm-hmm. Tribe Called Quest, like Guru's like Jazzmatazz series. But I think that's what kind of like makes it so interesting is at the time it was uh, an album that kind of blended a lot of things and wasn't afraid to like really go far in that kind of genre melding. Like it wasn't like, ah, we'll dip our toes. It was like, no, like we we can have like a song that doesn't really have a drum track, which, uh, which is real people um, for sure on the album, which is, which is cool. And the album's concept, which is kind of funny. Some assumed the title B stood uh, for before Erica, talking about (laughs) Erica Badu, (laughs) (laughs) which is amazing. Uh, It's not. Um, Common common, uh, dated uh, Erica Badu for a couple years during the early 2000s. It actually is simply just a message of encouragement uh, for others to be who they are authentically. Mm -hmm. Um, So much better than. 
before Erica. Um, but yeah, that's so. that's hilarious. That's like such a te- like a tagline for 2005. Hilarious. Like yeah, it could be this rela- like that's so tabloidy and ridiculous. It's, it's probably know? about it's like her Perez <laughs> Perez Hilton to a T. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. But to talk a little bit more on the concept and about uh, kind of like writing with Kanye, um, he did an interview with this uh, with this newspaper um, or online newspaper called Six Shot, and I just wanted to read a little ex- excerpt from it. Uh, and he, I'm just kind of splicing two of his comments together here. But Common said the concept is about going to your fantasy, whatever your fantasy may be. Um, we made this music together. He's talking about Kanye now. We made this music together. We were both hungry and excited, and we did what we were proud of. He's an honest dude, and he feels, and how he feels like he may say, I can freak this verse up, or I, uh, or I was honest, and I said that this beat needs to be better. But we ultimately came together like family. It has a timeless feel, feel to it, so you should be able to play it, play this years from now. Little did he know we're literally playing this years from now. So um, I think like he got he really kind of knew what he had with this like symbiotic yeah. relationship with Kanye um, For sure. to and, and what they could make together and how they like kind of filled each other's filled each other's maybe um, areas of improvement that they could both work on. So what's the general tone of this album? Good question. Um, <laughs> speaking. He's speaking on the lives of black folks in Chicago. Um, the couple songs that you can see that in our shy city in the corner. Um, he's talking about experiencing love and fresh relationships, which is love is and go. And then living with fame and kind of now becoming an influence, which has like they say be and real people all kind of like looped into that. Um, but I think what's most important and most interesting about this album is what it meant for music. So I actually have a quick clip of Dave Chappelle on the Jimmy Fallon show or Jim, late night, Jim, whatever the hell Jimmy Fallon show is called talking about the first time that he met Kanye and the way that he met Kanye for the first time was, uh, from common Talib Kweli, I think Talib Kweli common and Kanye at the very least performing a song off of B called the food. It's hilarious. And I'll play it for you now. Kanye on the show. Okay, first of all, you know Kanye. Yeah. You could tell that he was going to be a star. I didn't know him until he did the show. Uh, and then my friend was telling me, you got to book this guy, Kanye. I said, okay, I booked the guy. And it was like Muhammad Ali in Olympic Village. Like, he just knew he was going to get the gold. <laughs> and it was the day that Jay-Z's Black Album came out. And it was me and, and Common and Kwali and Kanye, this guy that nobody knew. And, you know, the record starts, and Jay-Z says on one record, Kanye, you's a genius. You did it again. And Kanye stood up. First time he spoke all day, he goes, stop the record. <laughs> and rewind that. <laughs> like, well, I'd be like, who is this guy? <laughs> Bro, no, like, what? no one knows who this guy like, is. I didn't know who he was. Everyone else was like, uh, they're laughing. Like, you know, they know, I didn't know. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, Jay-Z's rhyming, and he goes, the skill's so truth be told. I'd probably be lyrically Talib Kweli. And Kweli was like, man. He said, truthfully, I wanted to rhyme like Common Sense, but I sold five mil. I ain't been rhyming like Common Sense. And Common's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. 
getting weird. And yeah. then afterwards, we go to the edit, and this is when everyone knew Kanye was going to be a star. And we were watching sketches. We were like, yeah, we could watch some sketches. No one's ever seen these before. We show him like the Rick James sketch and all these great sketches. And in the middle of it, Kanye's phone rings. And he's like, hello? He goes, no, no, I can't. Uh, no, I, no, because I'm at the edit for the Dave Chappelle show, watching sketches that no one's seen before. And then it goes like this, because my life is dope, and I do dope <laughs> and he hung up the phone. Kanye was born. Yeah. Kanye West was no born. Record. No record. Yeah, that. that is great. Oh, my God, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen that interview before. It's, yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, it's, it's fucking it's, amazing. As you probably listening at home as well have have uh, kind of realized that this has gone viral in the past um, multiple different times. Uh, it's hilarious. It's such a funny story. Like this, like like it's, you you picture him as like a super young, like super green, like kind of like new artist that's breaking through. But it's just Kanye. Everything you know about Kanye, it's just still exactly that. And uh, it's, it's just almost, like, comforting a little bit to know that he was always that way, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not something that developed. Like, he was always, like, like what he said, like, uh, like Ali, Ali in the uh, Olympic Village. Like, he knew he was winning gold, like, from the beginning. Um, it was just so funny. But uh, obviously that, that performance was huge for Kanye specifically because that was his first um, per- first performance on TV, um, which was wild. And obviously on now... On the Chappelle he, show was his first yeah, televised yeah. performance? You've got wow. it, yeah. First televised performance, and they performed a song by Common, uh, The Food. So uh, this album is like synonymous with the rise of one of the greatest and f- most famous artists of my lifetime, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. but of probably modern music and, um, that, that just connects it to so much history. Um, so just to kind of like give an example of why this album played such a huge role in kind of like Kanye's reign as like a great artist and really solidifying him as, as a, as a legend here. Um, there was four albums between 2005 and 2006 that Kanye was responsible for producing large portions of. Jay-Z's The Black Album, Kanye West's College Dropout, Kanye West's Late Registration, and Common's B. In that two-year run, he won both of the Grammys for Hip Hop Album of the Year, so in 2005 and 2006, and he was responsible for four out of the ten nominations for the awards in the two years. (laughs) So, this really, like, I know it's a common album. And I know that this is probably his high watermark, but this is gigantic for changing this landscape of hip hop for pretty much to where we are now. And because of that, I think this album doesn't get maybe the same sort of highlights of like uh, college dropout or late registration, you know, rightfully so. But it is so important in the landscape of how hip hop shifted. Um, and a, a kind of one of the things that I love about it is that uh just in doing some reading and some research uh the uh beats that common turned down that kanye was offering in common was like nah like the beats like not not what we need many of those beats went on to go be featured in late registration so wow it's just a it's it's a wild look into how creative uh a force really was at that time 
um, Kanye was. And yeah, it's, I think it's just like a really cool opportunity to just kind of like get a glance and to really how dominant that person was, uh, for such a, a stretch there. Um, so right. pretty cool. Um, definitely one of the staples of early 2000s hip hop for me. And I hope that you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoy it. Um, if I was to give it a rating, which I'm going to, I'm going to give it 8.9 Grammy nominations out of 10. Oh, shit. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. So. Well, two things I quickly want to say. I uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that show, What's in My Bag, um, part of Amoeba Music um, YouTube channel. And it's a segment where, um, you know, like famous musicians, they just go and buy records at a, at the store in Hollywood. Tight. And so that's how I found out who Jay Dilla was, because Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers was, uh, was just buying. It was basically just beats of Jay Dilla. And that's how I found out who Jay Dilla was. So that's how. And then once I saw saw him on the common record with Kanye I was like wow so there's a lot of uh, ammunition and uh, just heavy hitters on that record 100%. and then something that I have to do at least with hip-hop um, I will read the lyrics as I'm listening to the songs so um, you know I, I just have to I just have to quote it here just because I, <laughs> I have to nerd out on it a little bit yeah. the song love is where I think it's common says it uh, quote me if I'm wrong but he says as men were taught to hold it in that's why we don't know how till we're older men talking about love and I thought whoo that's a spicy line right there yeah it's spicy staple there anyway, there is a lot of I think like pretty good vulnerable moments for common yeah. here in terms of like talking about emotion and kind of the struggles of like you know like that's not hip-hop or like that's not you know hard or i think whatever. that's why I, I i really i really liked when you said like poet for like he's more of a poet yeah. right yeah yeah i really like that i mean he has this whole like i forget what song it's in now but he has this whole breakdown of like um if he had a daughter um like how he was gonna like learn through her and wow. all this sort of stuff and like that's cool um and like mostly what it is is it was just not normal <laughs> Uh, at the time in the early 2000s because you got to think of like who some of like the more famous especially male rappers at the time were it was like 50 cent and right you know, right albums. like gangster rap was still yeah going strong it was really big like, there albums yeah. like get rich or die trying and like yeah, yeah yeah you know stuff like that like that's the content matter that he was competing with and i think because of that it's it's like a very cool album and like maybe just like humanized the whole genre a little bit for people which is for cool. sure yeah you know I, I i met common once oh well i, di I didn't meet him <gasps> but okay. uh common or grizzly bear well here's the thing is they're <laughs> both they both have so much to offer yeah um but so common was filming uh what was it it was hell on wheels in alberta hell wow and in calgary in calgary yeah, uh, in Calgary yeah. we have a, a festival called Sled Island, which um, is a really cool. It's like a week long festival, usually curated by like a guest artist who kind of headlines the end of the week, and Dang. all these venues throughout the city. And Flying Lotus uh, curated one year it was awesome. Dang, and but sick. one year Common was filming Hell on Wheels, and I was at a house party where a bunch of the bands from the the festival just went to this house to to kind of do after party shows. Whoa. And I was standing there in the living room, 
and I looked through the little diamond-shaped window on the door, and there was Common. Wow. And he was walking the up to the, the door. Building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was walking up to the door, and I saw him listen for a second. And it was this band from Montreal, and it was like these two kids with like a drum machine, and they were just like singing with the drum machine. And he listened Tight. for a second, turned around, and walked away. Oh, nice. So he was curious about it, but he walked. He decided not to not to check it out. Well, you know, he's he's common. He doesn't have time. He's, he's probably a busy dude. <laughs> he's like, nah, he's got to keep filming because he's an yeah, actor first. Fair. He's yeah. an actor. They might yeah, be on exactly. a drum machine, but it ain't no Dilla. No, exactly. He's in John exactly. Wick, right? Is that is he's in John Wick? He plays he's in the John other Wick. He's oh, in yeah. Wanted. He's in Hell on Wheels. Oh, oh, bang, bang, bang! I forgot he was in John Wick. Yeah, yeah he does. I think John Wick Part banger. Two, where they have like that knife scene in the subway and yeah, all that yeah, 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 silencers. Yeah. Wow. He really is an actor first. <laughs> you were right from the get go. Yeah. 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 So can we check out this track? Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the song, I had a really tough time picking the song. Uh, the song that I ultimately went with is one of the singles off of the album. It's called The Corner. And it's the one that's featuring The Last Poets. And the reason I picked that is is because of them. I thought it was just a really cool opportunity to kind of hear that. Um, but I highly suggest that you go check out the whole album because it does have a couple of songs that are just so interesting, so engaging. Um, so, yeah, definitely do that. But for right now, we're going to listen to The Corner by Common featuring The Last Poets. With the foes and the moles Walk to the store for the rose Talking straight forward to hoes Got uncles that smoking Some put blow up their nose To cope with their lows The wind is cold and it blows In they socks and they soles Niggas holding they rolls Corners leave souls opened and closed Hoping for more with nowhere to go Niggas rolling in droves They shoot the wrong way Cause they ain't knowing they goes The streets ain't safe Cause they ain't knowing the cold By the foes I was told Either focus or fold Got cousins with flows, hope they open some doors So we can not close and roll in the rolls Now I roll in the O's with windows that don't roll Down the roads with cars get broken and stole These are the stories told by Stony and Cottage Grove The world is cold, the block is hot as a stove on the corners I wish I could keep this feeling I wish I could keep this feeling Cause it's hard to see right 
Look to the sky, hoping it will bleed like reality's a bitch. And I heard that she bites in the corner. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. They ride serving burgers as cats with gold permanents Move they bags as herbalists The dirt isn't just fertilist People working and earning us The curb get us Go where the cats flow in the current is It's so hot that niggas burn to live The furnaces where the money move and the determined live We talk shit, play lotto and buy German beers It's so black packed with action that's affirmative The corner I wish I could give this feeling I wish I could give this feeling feeling yeah it's so good throwing the fire it's a vibe. like that's like like that's like the bounce kanye like old school you were mentioning i think tribe called quest and i think i can real well to me i hear it a lot in the drums there but for sure yeah beat. yeah holy shit kanye is if nothing if not a, yeah, a tribe called quest the talent. disciple you know what i mean like he he worshipped q-tip like damn and uh, and people like Jay Dilla, and you can hear it, right? Like I think it's yeah. Like even like that, there's kind of like a reverb that he has on the snare sound. It's like, like sort of sound, mm-hmm. and like that's quintessential Kanye too. Just like yeah, kind of yeah. having a snare that echoes just a little bit longer, sounds like a little bit roomier. Um, yeah, he he just I I really think he shines in, on the production of this album, and even like Common, like I think he just glides over a lot of this like beats, like just so. So well, he really, he really sounds great. Anyways, so there you go, the corner. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I was happy to share it with you guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. thanks, Lee. Yeah. And you've given it a rating. Yes, uh, it, it won eight and a, it won eight point nine Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> well deserved. Well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. I think th- about the same as Grizzly Bear. Um, uh, give or take, give or take that amount. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Awesome, awesome. Well, that brings us to the moment of truth. Oh. The moment. Oh, oh goodness. Of sure. combat rock. Oh. Well, yeah. indeed. Yes. Yes, 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 yeah. Yes. yes. I just so want to those of anyone. You, oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, you go, Hunter. You go. Oh, no. There was, I was going to say the little banter is that Montreal in the Toronto game is 3-1 Montreal in the final, so... I'm sorry, Toronto fans, but uh, get wrecked by Montreal. Wow. Um, that's is all this, I um, to say. Are we playing chess here? <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's the uh, sport? You nailed it. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. It's hockey. Hockey. The it's Toronto the hockey. versus Montreal yeah. chess match. Yes. yes. Oh, that would be, I, I would watch that. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only fan. one following that. Yeah. 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 But please go ahead. I'm sorry, Dave. 
Yeah, the French call it a chaise. <laughs> le chaise. Bon chaise. Bon chaise, bon chaise. Yes. Check a matte. Yeah. Um, Check a matte. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. All right, so, yes, combat rock. The segment where no one is left alive. Oh, wow. No, just kidding, just kidding. Um, this is the segment where only one can be champion. Oh. Uh, just kidding, just kidding. Oh. Uh, this is the segment where we go head to head to see wow. who can guilt more of their friends into voting for their song. Wow. Do you need do you need a fisherman's friend? <laughs> I do. I can use one. It's yeah. dry in Calgary. It's a really Your dry climate. Your throat <laughs> sounds horrid. My <laughs> goodness. It's time to duel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Combat Rock is the segment where we uh, put two songs head to head. Listeners vote via Twitter or Instagram. Right. Um, you can find those at handles. We. I don't know what they are. Servant Sonic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the name of the show. Yeah. Um, right, right, yeah, you right. can find those there. Um, oh, sorry. And, no, you uh, must have been thinking of the French version. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Le poisson de bibliothèque. Servant Sonic. Je m'appelle Hunter. Oh, there you go. I don't know what that was. That certainly wasn't French. <laughs> I, wow. I think it was Swedish. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> One language at a time, Hunter. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. Keep going on. Yeah. 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 Um, but so... Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, people yeah. should vote. People should people vote. vote. People have voted. Um, people More have people voted now vote. two times. Two times. Yeah. I came out champion after our first episode. Yeah, but you're and I yeah, ruled on high. Yeah, um, yeah. staff in hand on my Game of Thrones th- uh, 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 throne of swords. <laughs> um, uh, but I have since been uh, bequeathed. Oh. Uh, I <laughs> have since been le coup d'état, as the French would say. Right. We would, uh, we would. Wait. I think we would say here at Servant Sonic that your reign of terror has ended. Well, <laughs> yeah, he was on a he was on a streak. Perhaps, yeah. Everyone, listen. I was on was a streak on a of streak. I was I was on a streak of one, and that's, now that streak that is counts. over. <laughs> that counts. That counts. Um, and out now that streak episodes, is over. Out of two episodes, that's a hell of a streak. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. half of the existence yeah. of you know half yeah. the dynasty. Um, but so uh, there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah, uh, and. Their name is Cadence Weapon. Uh-huh. Who came out on top. Uh, that uh, was a track. Uh, I can't remember the name of the track. I didn't really listen to it. <laughs> Just kidding. I did. Uh, Cadence uh, Weapon sorry. is dope. I, I've, uh, I can actually butt in here real quick here. As the, <laughs> yeah. as the actual... Um, um, actually, uh, the, winner, the winner <laughs> of the past week. Uh, it's uh, Play No Games by Cadence Weapon. And I guess that just means that I'm more dialed into the times and that the Utes uh, actually <laughs> are, are uh, more of a reflection of me and my interests, um, that I, I'm di- I will be youthful forever, essentially. I have found the yeah. lifeblood. Yeah. Yeah, well, you so. drink blood. Um, yeah, but that's, a, that's besides the point at this point. You think it, it gives you an edge? Yeah, I think it does, clearly. 
And so, uh, so Lee won, and uh, that means that I now have to suffer the consequences of, I think, eating dry cereal, which for Hunter is just breakfast. So here's oh, the thing. Oh, please, yes. <laughs> on camera, please. Can we have this in the next episode? I want a yeah. live reaction, crunching on the microphone yeah. of Jake eating the cereal and feedback of the experience. Should, yeah, should it just be like an every week payoff? Is that what we've decided I, I on? Would, I think yeah. so. I think I was going to say the next one's Pop-Tarts. Well, Someone okay. has to have like a dry pop tart. Well, that's or I can have a cooked pop tart. I don't know. What's Look, the... Hunter, Hunter, <laughs> you're just saying things that this you enjoy. Great. You're yeah, just saying things that you well, enjoy. At okay. This point. Well, I haven't had a cooked pop tart. Well, well that's it's, I can it's tell a long you, time since I've had pop tart. You'd probably vote differently if you did. I <laughs> so. Okay, so here's the thing. I do I do have someone that gave me a suggestion of what someone should do as a payoff. Okay. Go ahead. So. Jake, since you lost this week, it would mean that you would have to do the payoff. Are you okay to say yes to this before you hear it? Oh, no. <laughs> well, too bad. Oh, no. Because you said yes with your eyes. Your eyes were <laughs> My like, eyes were closed. You went like this. You were... Mm, you were he doing, did a Morse code of yes, absolutely. You were doing I really want to do this, listeners. Time. No, but okay. okay. So the suggestion that was made, the suggestion that was made, and we can, we can decide if this is too harsh... Uh, oh, that man. the person who loses of, on that week has to do 100 push-ups during the span of the show. Oh my lord! A hundred god. Um, so is he good? <clears throat> thing so was, like, I already did so my hundreds. <laughs> I already yeah. did. I already did mine today. Yeah, I could tell with that muscle shirt on. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Sun's out. Guns out. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, I look huge today. Let look me throw my Star Wars look, cap on and really show these bad this boys. Yeah, let me guy. show this off to the boys on the podcast. Oh, Yo. yeah. Oh, anyways, milkshake. Some, something to consider is that people people are starting to bring some pretty heavy hitters at this point, not just dry cereal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So let's let's uh, let's keep thinking about it. What could be the consequence? <laughs> um, and look, we'll come guys, back next episode. This is a good. This is a good opportunity to say. Folks, if you have an idea of what a payoff should be, let us know, because yes. eventually we're just going to be peer pressured into doing it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. At so. some point, we're going to break. Yeah. Yes. So there you um, go. So that leads so leave us it to this week. Yeah. That, that leads to this week. And we've got uh, the reigning champion, Lee the Braun Bader. Right. Versus the comeback kid, Hamilton, the brain Hunter, the brain Hamilton. Right, um, right, right, right. And what what are your face-off tracks, guys? Well, Hunter, All you can right. go first, yeah. Yes, the challenger. It is me. Listeners, I have for you an artist called Fan Club Wallet, excuse me, from Ottawa, Ontario, uh, released um, a cool album called Hurt is Boring, released on May 7th, 2021 at AWOL Recordings. Um, the song I'm going to play for you is called Come On Be Cool, and it's got like this indie vibe, I mean, and this is, I mean this with the most utmost respect, because I love this band, reminds me of Tom DeLonge from Blink-182, her mm -hmm. voice. Um, you know, it's got that beautiful kind of thing of... Uh, of you know how Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 has a particular way of singing the songs, um, which I love. 
Um, has this nice indie feel to it and kind of reminds me, you know, you'd see this in like a nice grainy, like uh, I'm thinking like Juno type vibe. Mm, mm, it's got mm, this mm. indie rock appeal and I love the music video. It's a D, uh, DIY, you know, it's a kind of relatable, small budget. Uh, you know, she's filming in the back of a car, just playing guitar, rocking out on the deck and having uh, post-it notes as effects in the, in the music video. And the lyrics are about being yourself. So I think I get brownie points because it relates to the spicy state of uh, being yourself, uh, which could be on um, the th uh, the theme of the episode. Uh, but I mean, uh, uh, listeners, uh, you can you can decide. But please, uh, please let me win, uh, despite my thoughts on Montreal versus Toronto. But uh, you know, uh, here's mm. the first thirty seconds of "Come On, Be Cool" by Fan Club Wallet. Check it out. seconds huh huh there you go that's there is my choice there wow. i could hear it the tom delonginess you can hear yeah the little tom delongitude the yeah <laughs> that is the term from now on wow yeah okay <clears throat> awesome well, great great okay. selection hard to beat hard right, to top yeah, I'm the reigning champion. Might be hard to top for a mere mortal, but not I. Oh, no. The champion this of guy. combat. Rock, 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 rock. This guy. Yeah. This guy. I'm going to be insufferable till next week. I can tell <laughs> you that. Well, look, guys, we all know why we started combat rock, right? Or not combat rock. Well, yes, combat rock. We all know why we started combat rock, but we also know why we started Servant Sonic. And it's because we all have one common interest. And what is that common interest? Pop-Tarts? Uh, Marvel. Neither. <laughs> it's bagpipes. We all three Ooh. equally love bagpipes. We always right. have. We always will. There's no changing right. us. And what I'm offering you this week, folks, is the son of a bagpiper, okay, and a jazz fan. Okay, you can put those two together. One bagpiper and jazz, you put it together, what do you create? You create create Sam Gellatry. Okay, so Sam Gellatry, DJ and producer from Scotland. I'm Scottish. So that's another reason to vote for it. Um, mostly known for the mid to early 2010s uprising of the electronic music scene in uh, Europe. He was founded on SoundCloud, the popular streaming platform for his crazy beats. And people kind of consider him a similar tone to Muramasa. No? Okay. Rusty? No? Okay. What? Hudson Mohawk? Ah, there it is. Oh. There's an artist that we know. So definitely has some booming bass and some thumping drums. But this song in particular, I think, has a nice bouncy summary feel. This song is called Duo. And there's no bagpipes at all. Girl, I haven't told you I don't care about you. 
it's the Boom. longitude versus the bounciness. Yeah. I can see it right. now. Yeah, yeah. So basically what you guys will be voting on this week is what Hunter needs to do when he inevitably loses to the champion oh, of combat careful. rock. Similar Please be to, gentle. Similar to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like scared now. No, I, I'm scared. Because I think your, your song's probably better. <laughs> well, we'll have to see. <laughs> Listeners, please vote on the Instagram poll at Serve and Sonic. Yeah. But you can also send us, um, hopefully not too cruel things for us to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Eat a pepper. Nope. Uh, not drink milk, because uh, milk is disgusting. Chocolate yeah. milk only. I really don't uh, but want you know, pain. I don't want pain yeah, related stuff. I don't mm-hmm. want, yeah, Possible. like, you know, if it's like anything like tasering, I, I don't have a taser, but... I'm certainly not doing that. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, so... But, be gentle but fair i don't know yeah yeah maybe it could be like eating like a spoonful of flour yeah you mean oh you mean as a payoff yeah i could do that that's fine (laughs) (laughs) i usually just do that to wash down my peanut butter (laughs) (laughs) the ultimate meal yeah yeah uh but no yeah definitely go vote you can find it on both twitter twitter will have the week-long poll and instagram will have the poll for the day uh, that the podcast is released. So on Tuesdays, you can find it there. Um, so definitely go vote. Yeah. And let us know if you have any albums or songs or anything that you want us Please, to review. Yes. Um, because we'd be happy to do so. Um, so yeah. And thanks again for listening. It was awesome. I thought we had a pretty good show today. Yeah. This was good. This was a good yeah, one. No, that yeah, was a fun one. Music, guys. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, well, well done everyone. Un- no, hey, I guess. hey, 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 no, well done you. Hey. hey, well done. Hey, 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 you guys hey. are awesome. No. Great hey. tunes. Hey. Great tastes. And proud of Look, you. Okay, Hunter. Hey, proud of you. Your brains yes. are top notch today. And Jake, oh, oh. your hey. muscles are very large. Hey, no, very Hunter, large. Hunter, Hunter. Yes. Proud of yes. you. Yes. Hey. Oh, Jake, proud of Jake. you. Hey. I am proud of you. Great picks. Hey. Lee, the knowledge is immense, but the brawn is even Lee? more. Lee? Brawnish. Hey. Sweetie. <laughs> Sweetly. Hey. Sweetly. Oh. Sweetly. So, so proud of you, buddy. Hey. No, hey. Oh, oh. No, guys. Oh. I'm guys. feeling the love in this episode, you. everyone. You. The love you. is strong. If you're listening at the end of this point, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good week. Take care. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Vibey. Yo. KTA, yeah, we go all day, yeah. From the future When I was a youth Now I feel well suited You can say tailors Don't accept failure Don't expect shit But my check in the mail Rock chain mail I don't need no vest Might divest If it's disrespect I invest Watch you gain interest Then I lose interest Got me like What's next What's next What's next Yeah what's next Living in the past Now you can't progress Can't process Feeling like Joel Cause I might just Cry about my respect Need receipts Before I reset OG flex Isn't no repress No regress No I won't regress Don't play no games Don't do recess Hey No I don't play no games Yeah. Okay. No, I don't play no games. Yeah. Look. 
don't project on my project This ain't a screening, more like a reading You can get red, shout out to cool man, tribe called red You can get judged, just like dread When the skin's dark, it look like a setup If the skin's white, he won't go to the feds Got me upset, got me fed up But a closed mouth, don't get fed Those old ways must get shed Find a new path, you can tread Have no trust in the ones who've led, yo Sometimes don't wanna show face, but I know I must face the facts. My prime minister wears blackface, but he don't really wanna face blacks. You know I don't play no games. No. <laughs> you know I don't play no games. At all. Yeah. You don't know me, like contestants on Big Brother, but Big Brother does know me. Everything is handed as I can reach. Got me like preach, brand new church, head in the cloud, now it just got breached. Way too peak, got you thinking of words like a spinal tap. How your brain got leaked, got leaked, got leaked. Drafts got leaked, gotta find an app so you can't delete. All depressed, got you under the rest, but to lose your life all over a tweet. Feel like Martin on Blue Streak. Too much fame, make you tweak. Out in the streets, got you weak. Hope that the cash don't breach the peace. Yeah. No. No, I can't play no games. Yeah, you know we ain't playing no games. Hey, mm, 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 mm. too much fame make you tweak, 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 tweak. Yeah. Martin on Blue Street. Yeah, you know I don't play no games. <laughs>